Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Headspace Podcast. This is the show where we break down the new hip-hop albums track by track and give you our thoughts and opinions on every single song. Maybe I could turn this into a thing. Maybe, just maybe. My name is Holden Stefan Roy, and this is... My name is Chris Chrome. And What's today up, we are going to be talking about Rhapsody's freaking project, um, Eve. So here's what's up. We know we're late, but we're going to do the intro, babe. So this is the... We're kind of some amateur dudes in the sense um it uh basically we just started reviewing albums one day with an effort to understand the culture try to document it in some way contribute we're going to be focusing a lot more on our home city of montreal as time goes on so we want to do what we can to put our city on the map and we believe this platform is a powerful tool in our hands to be able to do that over time as as a lot of y'all seem to be supporting us which is dope Listen, more than a thousand people is more than a thousand. I don't even know that many people right now in real life. You know what I'm saying? Like, you really know like a thousand people in real life that you interact with? I don't. No. On my Facebook, it says it, but yeah, there are literally more subscribers. Well, hold on. How are, how are we? Are you saying oh, like Oh, hold up, hold up. You can skip this. Check the description of the video. It's going to be time stamped. We know how we start this. <coughs> um, anyway, go on, Chris. So are we talking like actively interact with? Yes. Okay, never mind then. Because I mean, literally, up- I, of course, I know more than a thousand people I've met in my life. Well, that's, that's what I was going to say. What I meant is like actively within the last five years even then it's pushing it like that i can remember the name of and actually let's say you had to have a conversation with 500 sure even 750 but okay but again so now i so now and i think i'm just being a shit right now but are we talking facebook conversation are we talking like i don't know who they are and it can't be strangers that you have a one-off with so in face I only say no, that because, like, you can have you I can mean, have conversations in the comment section of Facebook with like but one of the million people that, you have on your friends list. Is that different than a chat agent at a freaking company? But I that's mean, what like, I'm saying. A so real like, interaction. But that's what I'm not saying. Spamming if it's your dad music. Like, I'm. I'm. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm saying. Like when you sit face to face with somebody, I can mean, I like, have that conversation I mean, with them? Well, like I, I include online if it's like you know you actually talk to the oh, person. Okay. But what I'm saying is, if you're just like yo, check out my song, okay. Well, then I don't include that because that's that's not really a conversation or anything. It's just like a fucking list of people and you check a box. Like it's not Fair. really an interaction. All right. Anyway, so all that to say. It's pretty cool to see this growing beyond like the scope of what I know in real life, I suppose. And then we want to use this to make Montreal look cool. That's something that's true. Anyway, uh, we go through the albums track by track. We do give our thoughts and opinions. And we also value your comments a lot, people. So you can let us know even if you think face-to-face interactions. Do you know like a thousand people? You know what, though? Like, I'm not really a social butterfly. So if you're a social butterfly, you might literally bop with like 2,000 people or some shit. And I'd love to hear about your experiences because we all about that community stuff. And we care so much. Um, I got to get we, we like to shout out our favorite comment from last week's video. Last week, Chris held it down as he talked about about what album it was joel ortiz's album monday i was busy uh, distracted with the tool project which is so nice to me did you like the joel ortiz project i did i, re- I really did enjoy it um as as i stated the first uh, first sit down project and like just kind of getting to know who he is um it was nice and i'm and i'm actually starting to like kind of stumbling and and as first projects Ever, I like having the older, mu- the, the the newer music because they're older, wiser, more wisdom. I get a different. So what Chris like, is saying is he likes listening to new albums from old men from the first time he encounters them. Um, for, yeah, for you. Anyway, because of a blunder I said to Chris right before he recorded, Matt Halsey um, 
said it's a studio album, not a mixtape. So I wanted the whole world to know that was my fault. Over here, this guy. The album with Apollo Brown, Mona Lisa, that came out last year is well worth checking out. Good review. Red 100 sign. This dude's awesome. He actually talks to me on Twitter. And he's pretty cool. And he's got a lot of cool CDs and albums that he bumps. Dude, it's incredible how many dope people like all over the world literally just care this much about music. It's like the most beautiful thing in the world to me. Well, music anyway, does bring the world together. Before, so you can leave a comment and we'll answer you. And you can end up being next week's favorite comment. But... Um, before we jump into it, special thanks to the patrons, Ismail Gadamsey, Chris Prado, Jonathan Burns, DJ Black Hurricane, Linda Williams, Connie Sparks, they're pretty dope, and we'll touch on that at the end, but thank while you're you, still you. here in the beginning, we want to shout them out, because we about that life. And, uh, this week, what album are we reviewing, Mr. Christopher? So, for this week's Headspace Review Album, episode 140, we are going with Rhapsody Eve. So I feel like it's deja vu, and we are again reviewing Rhapsody significantly after the release date of her album, because this is not the first Rhapsody review we have done. Um, this is the part of the show where we like to contextualize how familiar we are with the artist, because I realized along the way that if you're a long-time fan, you're going to feel a certain way when you hear an album. If you're a brand-new fan, you're going to feel a different way. And it's only fair for you, viewer, this person who usually knows more about the artist than we do, or at least is more invested because you're actually willing to watch a long ass review about the artist that you care about um you just usually know more so we want to be fair and straight up what you were where we're at with it um but i saw rap we saw rhapsody got the grammy nomination last year and uh, we wanted to make more of an effort to just review dope female mcs because i mean if we don't make that effort it's just not gonna happen so we checked out Layla's Wisdom, which to me is one of the best albums that came out that year. It was absolutely ridiculous. And uh, shout out to Joe Budden for like hyping that up and making me care about it. Because it was on that thing he did with Charlemagne to God where they brought up from like a lyric. So anyway, so we checked it out. And that project blew me away. Since then, um, for me at least, I've seen Rhapsody on a few features. And like it's just lyricism and prowess and talent at like a seriously powerful level. Like... Rhapsody is an intelligent, wise lyricist, is my expectation coming into this album. And I had some more expectations coming to this album that I'll get to when we talk about the title and whatnot. But um, in general, I just knew that this this project came out. Uh, I was, I think, away, or I don't remember exactly when, but we ended up missing it in a skerfuffle of life. But I know that nothing that came out this week was more interesting to me than this Rhapsody project, and I really wanted to make sure we got it done. Uh, cause come on, like, are you not expecting just great lyricism and no. like top tier talent from this lady at this point? So that's the thing. Um, I'm very kind of like, I guess, picky or selective with what I listen to in rotation. So I didn't, after we did uh, Lila's Wisdom, yeah. I kind of, like, I kind of like fell off. Man. I didn't, I, I heard about, I heard about what she was up to, you know, whatever I listened to, like interviews or whatnot and like whenever I guess the people I, talk, I listen to talk about her, but I didn't really like kind of follow a lot of her music. Uh, whatever feature she popped on, if we were reviewing that album, I definitely heard that or whatnot. Uh, but I do always remember that she's very lyrical. She's always got something to say. She's always got a message. She's not just like out here flexing. Like if it's flexing, it's for a, it's, it's for a specific reason. It's not just money, 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 
whatever fluff bullshit. Um, I so, really like the Chrome Ooh song from the last project. I bumped that shit pretty regular, actually. Right, uh, but it was interesting when I looked at the track list. Ah, uh, we're jumping to that already. Well, that's because that's the well. Like, so the album's called Eve. T- you 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 wanted to talk about it, but that's just where I was going to. Uh, and the back, the cover is like this black background, and then Rhapsody doing this profile shot. I think that's what the side's called, and she just looks fucking powerful with yeah. her brain. like she is just powerful looking it's giant ass earrings and shit there's no like name or anything this is just rhapsody but that one's called eve which i mean it's hard to not figure out what eve she's talking about mm-hmm. right you assumed what eve it was it's it's the rapper eve and okay or and then but it could also be adam and eve it could and it's such a powerful like thing right like mm-hmm. it's one of, and she does this a little bit of double entendre um thing in terms of the titles a bit uh but okay chris talk about the track list well no uh that was it w- when i saw the names and the titles of the songs being names and the and the title of the album called eve uh i was like i kind of went with this expectation of like this is going to be an empowerment album this is Let's going be to be clear. All of those names are powerful black women in one way or another. Absolutely. And that, to me, like, before I went into the album, just blew my mind. I'm like, first of all, that's fucking cool because there's a few of those people's stories who, like, I maybe should learn about right away, even without going into it, you know? Second of all, what a fucking dope-ass concept for your track list. Like, here are my inspirations. Like, I'm not going to lie. Right. I want to make an album one day in the future should my life progress in that way where like literally it's kind of just all the people that have impacted me and this their first names is like songs so i've had that same idea i was like this is really cool to see that she she did it and she just chose these people to let you know how much power is out there like going into it i was like this may be one of the cleverest um track lists i think i've seen in like ages I also kind of felt like it was something that I think was needed uh, just in terms of like kind of what I see on social media and shit and how I see kind of like people talk to each other and just overall because there's a lot in this album that even as like I guess as a male or a man you know I might not be able to relate to a lot of it or what she's saying but that wasn't the case. Like I kind of, I kind of felt that at right, first. So while we get into that, when we go through the tracks, you want, you want, to want to jump in? No, let's jump in. Uh, the first one that on the album Eve is from Nina. Nina Simone is the person. Nina. Um, so we start this track off, and I believe as far as powerful starts to a song goes. Um, you don't get a lot stronger than sampling Nina Simone's cover of Strange Fruit um, and then kind of commenting on it. And the, the, like, I'll be honest, prior to this, I basically paused it pretty much right away and I went ahead and listened to Nina Simone's Strange Fruit and kind of blitzed through a wiki page a bit. And I know I saw a video on her where she almost risked her whole career just to continue to like sing that song publicly at a time when it was not necessarily something people were wanting her to do and the way she used her music is just inspiring just her story from what i know of it and i haven't learned enough yet to be honest of her story but it was just really cool to kind of see that so i listened to the track and then you realize that's what the beat is like she just sampled it which is really 
really bold, I think. But when you do something like that and you have the knowledge to back it up, you deliver a track that I think might be the best start to an album I have heard this year. I don't know about you, but I mean, she she kind of does the Southern Fruits bearing strange fruit thing at the beginning and you're like there. And then she goes, Emmett Light Rap or Emmett Till. I drew a line without showing my body that's a skill. I'm like, damn, that's like a, a really, really like powerful part. It's like you can either emit light, which is kind of how she like flips it, right? So she's first of all, from a rhyming perspective, next level, right? We're talking can make it, it, it rhymes. It doesn't matter if I can even come close to making it rhyme. She, the way she spit emit light sounded like Emmett Till and I, or whatever. The way she did that, like it just all flowed mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. so like, mm-hmm. wow. And then what she's saying is emit light with her rap or what's the alternative? And that's a, that's a really like, that's a strong start. I don't know how else to describe it. Like I was floored. I knew that this was going to be something. Then the next immediate line is that she does emit line. She gained out of skill without using her body. And that is a skill because that is literally like saying that I did the thing I'm not supposed to do, right? Because let's be real. Unfortunately, too many people out there in hip hop just want women to be half naked, shaking and jiggling and shit. So the fact that she was able to come in, you know what I came to realize? I don't really know what Rhapsody looks like. I know what she sounds like. I can hear her voice and go, oh, that's Rhapsody. And, it's, and I realized I didn't even know what she looked like until like this album. I'd even seen me. I couldn't, and then I thought, that's a fucking skill, right? Like how often do you just like somebody so much and you couldn't care less what their aesthetic was just on the power of their words? I'm like, that is a skill. And then, you know, it's that like kind of because I mean, if she doesn't, I don't know how active she is in terms of just like doing a lot of interviews and stuff. But if she's not really out there and she kind of keeps to herself, you wouldn't really I see mean, her as much as well. Like it also kind of I could have like that what she looked like. Right. But mm-hmm. when you like think of, let's say, a Megan Thee Stallion, and I don't mean this with disrespect, of course, but of course, kind of googling her sometimes, take a couple of little looksies at those pictures sometimes, just you know. And it's I mean, not, I I understand that, but, but what I'm saying is Megan Thee Stallion, as far as I've seen, she's like everywhere. It's part of her brand, almost. Right, right. But whereas Rhapsody, on like voice skill and just technique alone, in my opinion, is one of the best MCs I have discovered on this channel. Like this album to me, um, just a spoiler alert, absolutely is one of the most talented displays of rhyming pun work while also focusing on social messaging on every track that I have heard in, I don't know, like, I don't know who else, maybe like to pimp a butterfly was up there. I'm not trying to say this is not tier before people jump on me with the classics i'm talking about from like the energy of the purpose of what she's driving through i mean this i don't know if people were to really run with it and really appreciate it i think it could do some amazing things anyway you uh she's still on a spill in the spirit of l hill and there's a lot of just like name drops like that of people that inspire her our bloodline trill for the young and the lils we go and get mills talk a lot of game but we get paid to like jamil we was raised upon a hill in the valleys of sunken place i'm just trying to build like it came with some kettle weight i like that i the like way- how because i like how she goes um uh dead wrong if looks killed i'm still on my spill in the spirit of l hill mm-hmm. 
So Lauren Hill, you know, inspired her, taught her what she knows and, you know, maybe got her into music. But then when she follows up with the We Were Raised on the Hill, like that Mm. for me, when I heard that, I was like, yo, you're you could literally be talking about like the hill, the like whatever section you're from, but also like reemphasizing the Lauren Hill. Like that was the person who we were raised on. That was the person who taught us. That was cool for me. Yeah, but that's actually an excellent way to just showcase what you're getting on the whole way or lines like no i'm a god mc because i made the devil wait and i was like oh she's fucking fierce right because mm-hmm. like she she's letting you know with the wordplay that she knows the knowledge that she needs to know to empower mm-hmm. and i thought that was pretty fantastic because like i'll be honest i don't know a lot of people in general nowadays spitting with this level of wisdom and knowledge but how many times have you honestly heard a black lady do something like this I can't say that that many times. And I'm not saying it doesn't exist. No name is another example, just to prove yeah. that. Like I yeah. can't think of a couple people, yeah. um, but like this is like a quality where like I really liked the No Name album. I really did. But like this, this is also really good. Like I don't know. Like I'm saying it's pretty cool because like those are names that are standing out to me that like really are bringing this level of lyrics and poetry just level of poetry with it where it's like they're trying to use it something that i thought was super nifty because thankfully on genius people do it go ahead and google stuff on my behalf and somebody uh found some quotes related to why she chose some of uh the different artists and so the absolute theme of this track is using her art to reflect the message that she needs to deliver Mm -hmm. right that's like the core of it and she kind of elaborates that when she says and this is a quote of rhapsody one of my favorite quotes from nina simone is an artist's duty as far as i'm concerned is to reflect the times and i and and when we really think about what she's doing here she's really trying to reflect the energy of the times in a sense like what could be happening here and i was like wow that is a really amazing quote and i i really believe that if more people adopt that kind of artistic merit where their goal and their focus with the art is to fuel a reflection of what's actually going on around us, perhaps we can educate the youth through alternative means that are not quite so what the system is teaching, right? Because as Chris pointed out, as a guy, maybe you at a superficial level might go, what can I gain the benefit of? Well, I can tell you the enlightenment of her wisdom is what you can gain the benefit of. Really, like, if you, if you, and I, this is something I learned or I took away, but you really kind of understand the other perspective, the other side, some of the, a little bit of the struggles, mm. like on certain tracks, we're going to see like certain struggles that okay. women go through certain, certain like sides of whatever relationship stories or whatnot. And just you, you, I guess because I like hip hop and, and, and the way that uh i embrace this type of music the way that uh rhapsody's presenting it it's like i'm really listening and going like fuck because yo she's rhyming it like the best of them like she's rhyming it just as well as the male artist that i listen to don't even go there right the best of them okay let's not make this a gender thing rhapsody is just fucking ill absolutely um well, as she says, I keep it real. All y'all look anime. I'm fine oh like anime. Oof. If Black- I had my hat on, I'd be taking my hat off, but I forgot to put I, the hat I on. I just don't, unfortunately don't know who anime is. A lot of, I'm going to make this clear now. I 
don't know a lot of the references throughout this entire album. Like, there is some references that I'm just like, I like how it sounds. I like how she did it. I, I really just don't Apparently get it. Apparently, anime is Tina Turner. But oh. I might be wrong. I'm, I'm, I'm Basically, I clicked on the genius annotation, and it says, this is a reference to beautiful act. Oh, actress Angela Bassett, who played the legendary singer Tina Turner, formerly anime Bullock. And I don't know. I can Google that real quick just to make sure. But basically, yeah. Um, that's yeah it is that is who anabolic is nice um so or anime so basically what i want to point out on that is to expand on what chris was pointing out because it was a really great like idea is a lot of times you'll hear people be like well i mean i just watched the bodied movie right and he go and the character there goes through some metamorphosis where he's trying to understand why people think he's racist and he just feels like yo why can't somebody just explain it to me you know like maybe that's all we need educated people to explain it to us and the yeah. truth is is that's a mentally exhausting uh experience what i've come to understand and i'm not trying to compare myself to anybody who's gone through some shit. what i'm saying is what i've come to understand through my knowledge quest is that once you have an understanding of something that people don't it's like trying to explain ice cream to them if you ever go through the exercise of trying to explain ice cream to somebody who's never actually encountered it who lives in like a hot desert and doesn't even know what cold means good fucking luck i know i presented that a little wrong but in the same way when you have a deeper level of understanding of something like say maybe being a woman in america or something right and i'm not trying to say i understand what that is but when you have that understanding and say being a man in america i would right. not understand that experience what i can now fathom is how to how hard it is to deal with the ignorance right so when you when you do let's say like take the music industry so my understanding of how music is marketed is very different than the regular person and the regular person meaning the fans and whatnot just kind of think things are good for xyz reasons sales whatever and i'm not trying to be a culture snob here or be like a shit but i'm saying what i understand about why things are good is just different and to explain that to somebody who doesn't care will say in general who wants to believe what they want to believe is challenging in the same way trying to explain social justice issues to people who basically want to troll your ass is very frustrating and hard and not a simple thing so what did Rhapsody do? She made this album to explain some serious social justice shit to a lot of us. And if you really take the time, I think, to listen to her album and make the effort to go and Google basically anybody she references because what she's doing here is creating almost a cheat sheet of things for you to look up. Because if you take the time and effort to try to really understand her bars and you look at the different history she's packing into so many of these bars i think it really adds to it and then you know i am nina and roberta and i believe those are both civil rights uh women civil rights activists and uh the one you love but ain't heard of got my middle finger up like Pac after attempted murder just to like flow it in with that like look at how the social revolution continued from those people to tupac right. and it's almost like she's saying i'm gonna take on the mantle here i'm gonna be that next generation of people to carry this forward because we need it otherwise things are going to be problematic um they uh i felt more damn than mississippi was they deny nina in philadelphia which i believe is when she tried to sing one of her uh songs uh, mississippi goddamn which was problematic and then they banned her or something like that or i don't know i believe it was something complicated i i kind of understand it but the fact that she's going through it and kind of teaching you that history so you're going to be like yo 
why'd they deny Nina in Philadelphia? And then you right. go find out how right. she used her music in such a powerful way. And we still preserve, like, out of 400 years of our own blood, Africa. Old Panthers looking back, like, who gonna come after us? Outside, and I'm like, hold up. That's such a fascinating point. And it's something I've been just feeling in my own way that's not related to maybe this particular struggle. But I realized as a person who's 31, that, like, Throughout history, there were just people my age trying to make sure the younger people were, like, set up and right. able to cope. And it seems like nowadays, where the fuck are the people my age at? Rhapsody's one of those people. Salut, Rhapsody. You are dope if you're watching this. I hope you're watching this. That would be cool. Um, but in general, I'm like, holy crap, man. Because sometimes you feel, like, isolated in your thinking. Like, nobody really gets it. But when I hear what Rhapsody's doing here, it's like she's kind of put together the same pieces of this puzzle that I think I've come to understand where there's a lot of lack of there's a lot of divisiveness and a lot of people that are deliberately through the mainstream ways trying to keep us down through our knowledge and information and by using music in this kind of a way it's like she can teach a lot of people some very powerful concepts that could really make a difference and if more people were to study in the way of what Rhapsody's doing here and actually try to implement this through their music maybe there's a lack of profit but later on on the album Rhapsody calls herself a rapper's rapper and it's absolutely freaking true maybe I watched a music video she's all bopping around she looks really fun but let's be real Raina Biddy, who is a beautiful poet who just appears all over this project just laces us at the end with some some deepness don't, don't you agree like she just well, takes I, it to like a deeper level than I had uh, I had some other like bars I wanted to quote okay we can do that really we cool. can do that because like um, everything is quotable let's be real I like um, so like the whole keep it real uh, y'all look like anime I'm fine like anime uh, she kind of goes um, black don't crack like Angela black and brave like in the A it don't come with the Atlanta Braves up in the A. That's right. fucking dope. Um, it don't come with apologies, less it's tip and some Andre. Cause he's in the A. They're in the A. Right. When you greet me, it's Namaste. They make weed in Quebec. You can buy Namaste weed. Spread. It's true. It's one of the weed companies that SQDC Shut sells. Spread love the Brooklyn way or like marmalade. I've had marmalade. For so the record, I, it's like jam and you spread it. My, my dad used to have it all the time while growing up. So I was really like, that was really cool to me. But oh, marmalade's pretty good, dude. I like um, when she goes, when you greet me, it's namaste. I like that. Um, I had to look up what the word namaste was just to confirm because I was like, I know what it means. But it's cool how she's like evading already all negative shit. Like, she goes, no, like, I'm not pulling up on you on some angry shit. I'm not trying to be, like, hostile or whatnot. I'm, it's a peaceful greeting. I'm always on, like, a level of love, caring, respect. Um, no, namaste is a respectful greeting. I kind of associate that with when you meet up and you're like, namaste, and you meet each other. It's like, you know, um, very peaceful, very kind. You're willing to respect, be open-minded with what the other person's got to do. So I really enjoyed that and how she's, like, positioning herself what are you i'm showing them the namaste uh, okay um you okay. said i couldn't talk anymore so. <laughs> um i like when uh i think uh because this is one full verse a little bit later she goes no matter if you street street or more like the promenade we gotta come together like the corn and the dookie braids for the present and future days i say what i gotta say no uh say what i gotta say and i like that because uh when she said promenade i went 
uh, for us, it's Promenade, which is like a mall or something. Are you kidding me? It's the same. For, uh, anyway. Well, anyway. Um, Promenade is South Council. I kind of took it like it doesn't matter if you're like, you know, from low or if you're from really rich or high. Um, we should all work together to be like one unit. And I really enjoyed that type mm. of mentality that she's trying to bring. She's trying to show like we shouldn't be dividing each other based on wealth or financials or whatever. It should be really like we should all just work together. We should all just be one. So that was cool. Uh, I like what she said. Went from field to still being cropped out the picture. So that was really cool because cropped, crops in the field. That was really dope with a play on word. Um, Not the circumstance, the pun. Yes. Uh, but we all know who got the juice. My sister's imi imitating us in all of the Hollywood pictures and still they'll never be If us. I'm not mistaken, Juiced is a movie. Yes. That was a hip-hop movie. Yes, featuring Tupac. Woof. Yep. And she had mentioned Pac earlier. Yep. All they connect. Everything really kind of full circles with what all of her verses. Top-level writing. Uh, but, yeah, that was... I like that... Uh, I feel like she's kind of addressing that, like, when she goes, my sister's imitating us. I think it's, like, whether it's her, like, cultural, ethnicity, the other black women, or even uh, just sisters, like, the women in general, white, or any color. Or even if it's possibly, like, implying that they're attitude is infectious enough that other people are not trying to jump on this bandwagon of yeah. knowledge. Right, that too. Uh, I really liked it. I really liked it. Those were all. And the then there was the the poem at the end, which yes. is just like, "Here's to the honey and you, to the bittersweet of me. I'll shed this blood so romantically, so viciously quiet. Here's to a moment of silence. I poured and poured my soul again. Here's to epiphanies. There were never was a, a there was never a we. There, and it just flows, and it's just really expressive of almost. I feel like her poem is like one long poem that's mm -hmm. kind of like chopped up throughout the album, and, except for her interlude, which was a separate poem. I'm like. It really just kind of captures a certain emotion or a, a feeling that really conveys what it's like to almost, I don't want to say be a black woman, but some of the struggles or pain and in a way that had me feeling empathetic and wanting to understand more, right? And I thought her voice, just the way she delivered it, it was just really beautiful to listen to and almost like made it like the perfect ending for this track. I mean, the song is powerful. The, the hip-hop is like next level the rhymes the flows the bars everything about it is great like bar for bar she's using the platform to teach knowledge everything i mean like it's a five on five it is really stunning of a song like one of the greatest songs i've heard this year i give it a 4.2 <laughs> um my thing and, and i'm gonna state this now my thing is is that as much as it's great and as much as it's like all of all of that i'm not gonna give it a five if i'm not gonna if i know i'm not going back to it see i look at it like this song is flawless i can't think of a thing wrong with it i think it almost sets a standard for what other songs could be even sure. if it's not my like, cup of tea because it's not the kind of song i think you put on repeat it's the kind of song that you put on once in a while when you in that pen. It's like this is a mood setter. This is something to put on every couple of months and remind yourself type thing. Sometimes songs are not meant to be just jammed nonstop all the time because, I mean, it's intense. That doesn't make it less perfect. You know what I'm saying? I agree. 
You don't have to grade like me. I'm trying to get you to grade like me. Let's talk about Cleo. I should say though that even though this album's been out for a couple of weeks, all of my commentary is based on listening to it for about three days when we re decided to do this album and I hadn't heard it before. So for me, it's like it just came out on Friday, even though for y'all it's been out for a while. So I just wanted to apologize if like we miss anything, you know? Um, the beat of this track samples Phil Collins in the air tonight, which just makes me think of Tupac because he did that song staring at the world through my rear view over to phil collins and there's a remix that cuts oh, phil shit. collins into it and it's just mm -hmm. freaking powerful like i was raised as a young black man anyway um it was just it's one of my favorite pock songs and i think it's just cool and then i realized man if you sample it in the air tonight like you're gonna automatically basically make me love your song because it is one of the the nicest uh beats for real like in general yep. you could have yeah that's that's what i um, felt the same way when i heard it come on i was like i know this beat i went i was on the genius page i scrolled down and i took yep. a moment to listen to the song to phil collins i was like i really yeah <laughs> I can hear it. God. Oh shit! You know what? Believe it or not, that can get us copyrighted uh, now because we're singing a melody that is owned. That oh is, shit! That I've been really studying copyright law. I think I'm gonna make a video because a lot of people don't understand it. Um. Anyway, the name of this track is based off of Queen Latifah's character in the movie Set It Off Cleo, but I guess it also doubles as Cleopatra, the queen, the pharaoh of Egypt, which yeah. is cool. Um, and the reason that she chose this is because um, there's this scene in this movie that I have not seen where this Cleo character apparently basically goes all in knowing she's gonna die, busts through some cops, does some cool shit, gets out guns blazing, gets gunned down. And I, I, what I believe is... Well, hold on, hold on. She gets gunned down, but there, the reason is is to... Uh, save her friends. Oh, like there, there's. It wasn't just. Have you seen this like, movie? No, I. I it's what I, it's what is on okay. the genius annotation. But um, I think I heard of the title. It's some like that, some heist or whatever. Anyway, she, she goes in guns blazing with the cops, on her own decision because she's trying to help her two other. Um, I guess you can call them partners or whatever bank robbing partners. Uh, get away. So like that's that's part of the that like it's part of the song the whole that idea so, of like taking your own initiative your own i'm like basically this is rhapsody going guns blazing at the industry that fucked with her as she made her ascent to power we'll say mm -hmm. um and the way i understand she kind of named these songs is something about the song triggered some famous person that inspired her or some scene or something mm -hmm. and that's it and then that's how the song got its name because obviously she was naming to fit this concept and i thought that was really cool but like let's be real this track i, I mean if you thought the last track was going to be a one-off on this album rhapsody said I'm, I'm taking the grammy home people i'm going for the grammy and this is what's happening i'm winning it this year and i do believe that from everything i've heard this is the first really like i'm gonna get a grammy album i've heard all year from the hip-hop scene no i mean it's got the content it's got the skill it's got the innovative sound use like that's yep. another thing is like this sounds fresh in a way where it both sounds like old school hip-hop yeah and 2019 at the exact same time sonically as we go throughout this project it's like and just to comment on that i think it's based on it's either the sound of the song like the beat 
or the flow you use because there's some because again and we'll get to the when we get to them I'll, I'll, I'll go more into it but there's some songs on this album that like are very kind of old schooly sounding just the instrumental just the way it's kind of constructed whatnot but her flows on this are all like Migos type triplet flows. Well, like not the, always, but sometimes, yeah. Like she kind of flexes a little I bit. I feel like the, she proves she can do it all mm-hmm. on this album. Um, but I love the way this starts. To the real ones that know, this ain't for you. To my enemies that still love all day. So first of all, this is Shots Fired, and you know who you are, and don't worry, I still like you after. Because everybody's still growing and learning themselves, right? My true story, yo. And yo, that's some like... Like, who the fuck says that? Who the fuck says, even if you cross me, I respect the fact that you may be at a point in your life where you did some dumb shit and you're capable of becoming better. Holy shit. Rhapsody, you, a, you, the, you the real one. I'm really fucking, like, I'm blown away that that's how she chooses to start her, like, attack song. Like, I still have love for you because I know you can be better. And maybe the whole world could benefit from that line of thinking that she presents right there the way anyway you guys might think i'm being hyperbolic or like exaggerating but i like last week i thought tool was like the coolest album i heard all year and then rhapsody may have dethroned tool for me as album of the year in a spoiler alert it's basically going to be me gushing over how fucking amazing this album is for the next couple hours uh <laughs> great this is gonna be a long one because rhapsody gave us a lot to talk about right like pondering, pondering how to approach some of y'all sensitive but still need to know. Wonder how a bunch of sheep can have opinions on a goat. We all on the same continent and not the same boat. Oof. And right away I'm like, Hold up, there's a lot to unravel there. Some of y'all sensitive. That's true. I mean, I'm not gonna ever say names at this point on this camera. But I've been watching Montreal's hip hop scene for a quick minute and I see them Facebook statuses people post and I see a lot of the ways people choose to present themselves and i'm gonna have to agree that some of them are sensitive but they still need to know and then wonder how a bunch of sheep can have opinions on a goat and you know at rhapsody i mean i don't really know that she can be in the goat goat conversation but if we're talking about illest female mcs i've heard rhapsody can be in that goat conversation because goat's a huge term all time you gotta think about that that means a dude a thousand years from now is in that conversation all time People are fucking hyperbolic. Anyway, the idea though is how but could you you would still be the goat though? Like okay, so if you and let's that say, means that the guy a thousand years from now who beats you because he's not a greatest, how is he? He's the goat. Well, no, because it's no, of but the all time. But it's not when 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 you use when you use goat, it's not signal. It's not. Singling out one person It's a category It's like He's a goat He's a goat He's She's a goat And And it's like a group It's a singular G word Greatest I know I know But the conversation around it Is not uh, I bet this is very much who the fuck you ask and they have a different answer to that point. My whole point is it's a weird idea that we can establish of all time as we now watch the Beatles lose relevancy when 20 years ago everyone would have said they was the greatest of all time. And then new people will become the new greatest of all times. And that's all I'm trying to say. It's such a weird term. But the point she's trying to make is how can y'all people who are less established even have opinions? I mean, like, I really kind of understand where she's coming from a little bit. Mostly because... 
there are certain subjects in life now where I've learned enough to make it like people pay me at work to know the certain things. So evidently I've learned enough in certain fields and domains. And then it's like you come across people who just had these opinions and it's like, man, you the sucker. You're the dude we make money on. <laughs> like, you're that ignorant. Fuck. You know, so it's like I look around, man, and when I hear a lot of the ideas floating around, it's just a bunch of sheep having opinions on goats. And in this case, the goats is the marketing agents manipulating the motherfuckers out there. It's just the people winning, right? So in a lot of cases, it's like, how can you have an opinion if, like, like you just haven't done anything <laughs> you know like mm -hmm. certainly as a fan and as a consumer you can have an opinion like you can totally have an opinion about my commentary or whatever because in this case we're basically the same dude except or, or woman i don't even see us differently except that i'm on the camera talking and you could just start doing this and fucking outperform me in a year i'm right. pretty sure of it all the all should start doing reviews it's dope um but Let's say we were talking about other things in my life. Like if you wanted to talk about like technological insights and marketing predictions, we might be in a different conversational scope where it really matters what you know at that point. Anyway, um, and you're, so opinions matter relative to knowledge sets and things like either way. So the fact that she just kind of pointing it out, but also from the flossy ass way of y'all are not as good as me. What the fuck can you say about me? I just thought it was really fresh. Um, remember early on, y'all ain't treat me the same though. Used to question why the brothers even ride with me for. Remember y'all question? Uh, remember y'all wondered? Used to wonder about wonder because Ninth Wonder produced her and made her pop and whatnot. Well, helped her, not made her pop, but uh, basically question why you want to deal with a black woman who's dressing like a tomboy, who's lyrical. Basically, why you aren't? Why are you? pushing a woman who isn't playing the whole stereotype that we want her to be why are you trying to push this person she says some shit though that blows my mind because it's the same type of shit that i've been thinking for a long time now they say i an elite who are they on to the next i don't take time to address opinions that ain't ninth dre or jay-z only rap raiders they need are dim and the streets so basically what she's saying at this point is I do not value the opinion of people who have not created the level of wealth and success in their existence that I aspire to be. Meaning, frankly, if you're not PewDiePie or some like top tier person, I don't know that you can actually give me the kind of advice that will be beneficial beyond like what I already know. But that's where so if we follow up right because this is this is where i get um like there's a kind of i feel like there's two sides to what she's saying uh be careful the validation y'all seek i've been in them offices they don't look like you and me uh i've been in offices that they look like me i learned lessons by my essence and this industry uh y'all banked on the wrong ones wasted your energy lost more interest got me laughing at my enemies but I mean, that, that's basically going you go to the labels ran by the white dudes and they're going to exploit you but if you look at the situations where it's stuff like rock nation and whatnot mm -hmm. ran by jay-z uh i believe jay-z's rock nation um then you get people who value you for the sake of the culture and what makes you dope rather than people who will turn you into the product promoting like there is a clear trend in hip-hop where major labels take black artists make them spit some nonsense get the bag get the bag 
no, a bunch of crap, but it's not really who they are or whatever. It's just like it, this is the album you're putting out. This is what we're signing, and they're pushing it. So but in I a sense, from I'm an saying. artist's perspective, you are the choice. Do you go to the people that are like you, or do you go to the people that are going to give you pipe dreams? But I think that, and I'm and I, actually glad you said that, because I think that's what I'm trying to say in a way. But I, I think it also goes further than that. I kind of looked at that line as like, doesn't even matter if you're a rapper or an artist whatever you do as a person in life man or woman you know it's be careful on like like be really sure on where you're trying to go and who you're trying to go with and like what your options and are and it's also make sure that the people that you're taking advice from the people that you look up to yeah. are actually representing the values that matter like let me tell you something the number of people whose main aspiration in life is to get a house and start a family who give me financial advice is staggering. Like we can't, we don't relate. We don't have the same goals. If we don't even have the same goals, how is your advice helpful to me? I'm not trying to be like you. And I don't mean that disrespectfully. Mm -hmm. All sorts of people have all sorts of goals and all sorts of aspirations. So like you really should be looking for role models that are emulate the behaviors you'd like to learn and like follow. Did right? you, did you get the, Holy shit, I just read it now. Only rap radars I need are them in the streets. But you know... rap radar is some crap that just puts yeah, out okay. crap. So you, you it's know like, rap radar is. But rap radar is basically, if I'm not mistaken, you pay them and they push you. That's oh, not real. Wow. A lot of those types of things are kind of like that. I'm not saying all of them. I may be even wrong about rap radar, but there's a whole lot of that going on in this industry. Help. I can tell you one thing. Behind that who hits like six figure subs, there will be people offering us hundreds of dollars to promote their music. And in a lot of cases, I might just say, fuck it. And then tell people right away, we got paid for this one. <laughs> like, why not? Right? Why the fuck not? Would I not take that money? I'm a do all the free ones for the people I care about, but like, are the things that I think are dope, but if we can take money from people that are willing to just give us money, why I, the I'm fuck not, not? I'm not arguing, dude. <laughs> Even Rhapsody's like, get that bag, you know? Because unfortunately, sure. in the world that we live in, you need that bag to make the kind of moves. And if you had the kind of brains to take that situation, flip it, and do something good with it and positive, I believe that ultimately will lead to community and people following what you represent. And that's what I'm trying to do at this point in my life, is represent some real ass shit. Anyway, I... Nice little segue, and I'm just... So for verse two, enough bragging. Hold up, the chorus is fucking I know, but fresh. we were talking about getting the bag, that's why. But it's just, it's true though. Talk about the money, who's in the business, they staff and who out the cows, but they never put a calf in. White man run this, they don't want this kind of passion. And it's crazy, right? Because I work in a corporation where some of this is a little more relatable than other parts of it. So on the race end of it, no, I, I, I can't relate to that properly. But from... Watch how the rich get rich out of the effort and the creative minds of the people who are not rich. And watch how their cars go up relative to your salary rates. And you're going to go ahead and ask yourself a couple of questions that goes, wait, who milks the cows and they never put a calf in? You know, like what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. you start to really appreciate that. And I think I really like this angle of how Rhapsody presents the lyrics. Well, yes, it's about her specific circumstances, but she's written it in a way where you should go in any life. intelligent person, I believe. And I don't, I shouldn't say that. I think anybody who chooses to put the effort in can find those connections in their life to what she's saying, regardless of your background. I think she's like, I feel like she's, with that line, I feel like she's promoting independent labels. Like, it's better, I, I feel like she's kind of saying like... I don't know who the fuck wants to get signed to a major. That's just silly. 
You just shouldn't do that because there's very few majors that can hook you up proper in a way that you can't establish on your own with patience. Like, anyway, a black woman's story, they don't want this kind of rapping. They love a fantasy. They love the gun bang action. What good is a black woman to them? Raped us in slavery. They're raping us again. Only put us on TV if our titties jiggling. She tried to give us titles and we giggling at him. And I thought that was super nifty, right? Yep. Because it's true, man. Black women are often fetishized in a way where... Um, if you are gonna see them, they better look like you know Atlanta strippers almost. I, I don't mean that in again disrespectful way, because I don't know how to approach this stuff, and I sound like a dick sometimes. But it just seems like you're not allowed to be a strong black woman in society. If you are, people will shut you fucking down, right? Like, I mean, it makes sense that Twitter segregates and has something called Black Twitter, because you know the white people probably don't really care that much about what black. I'm generalizing, I know it's not everyone, and I'm saying this is how it looks to me. But it doesn't seem like that many people want to hear from that many strong black women these days. I mean, I am fascinated by them because, like, let's be real, if, if it really is that much harder and they still achieve and pull it off to that level of whatever, that means that if we look at life like a video game, and black women are facing some of the hardest difficulty levels there are and are still killing it, that's a level of strength that I can sincerely admire, right? And the truth is, man, like when I think about it, the way people treat them, they are only put on TV in a lot of cases if their titties jiggle. It's almost like you have to have jiggling titties to be even considered as a woman in this industry. And while but I don't think that's just for like black, I think that's just for women in general. In many industries. But like, I like how she then flips it and goes, Jay tried to give us titles and we giggling at him because it's amazing that jiggling and giggling rhyme and that so many people can make that work. But it's true. Jay-Z really tried to create something for the artists and artists could have fucked up the industry if they had pulled off of the rev streams of other things and jumped on title i like how and, the play on word for title because the first time i heard that line it sounded like titles mm. like a like giving people a title yeah. who, a name or whatever and i thought that was also cool too like in a way she kind of really respects him you know trying to help out with these artists and, and trying to build that community which really solidifies her her you know unity that 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 point of unit unison and just driving forward in that and being like i guess equal and everybody coming together so that was cool uh the the play on words so far are really just mind-blowing the way she's connecting a lot of her syllables and and the words and the way she's just presenting the lines they're really crazy um i like how she follows up with that jay-z line and goes uh so she goes jay uh, jay tried to give us titles and we giggling at him but we ain't peep the funny shit they doing chitlin' circuit mom and pop stores been ruined because we ain't want to share the profit we was all moving now it's pennies on pennies they don't make sense doing it oh okay i'm gonna i'm gonna say what i think i understand and then you just correct the crap out of me so uh a lot of these corporations kind of like gentrified the places in a way like went to these areas started bringing in things and because they didn't want to share okay so, so so this i think is more specific to the music industry um in a sense that what title was a response to was how the music industry was evolving in a way where they're devaluing further the value of music and songs right okay. so what you used to get for sales has changed in this digital era and how much they pay versus what it's worth is pretty fucking staggering and awful and title was supposed to be something that would have paid more 
for each person as it like picked up and more people you would have got a better cut of your right. profits because it was something almost you could partner into instead because people didn't want to take the immediate loss of profits pulling off of things that are established like spotify and itunes and vivo mm-hmm. and all of this crap right in a sense they didn't want to gamble on the fact that jay-z's revolutionary move could have been revolutionary they weren't paying attention to how the industry was evolving over the time where essentially you know everybody else over it all got devalued more and more and it will be the value of your spins will probably get worse over time as the way these platforms evolve and more and more music is consumed but another alternative is because nobody's buying the music and nobody's paying attention the old conventional things like mom and pop music stores are being destroyed because they're not able to thrive in an era where everything's digital and honestly all it is could have in theory been avoidable had people invested more in their home whether it's mom and pop stores or like artist ran things like title so instead the value of everything just continues to drop does that make sense yes so yeah i think it's more like about the industry i think i understood kind of the idea of it i just didn't but i mean it could apply in a sense to things like gentrification too because those kind of are questionable about the value they actually bring to communities i mean there are success stories where people invest in the local environment but more often than not they don't is in my experience at least in montreal anyway i thought this was crazy cool and then it kind of ends you know the hook again ninth wonder i think is the dude kind of responding on the hook which is pretty dope with some get money kind of stuff at the end and it just kind of ends with phil collins a little bit i remember you know that kind of shit overall i was also blown away by this song i was like what the fuck is going on i mean we're still on track too right i get us another five on five for the record because like these first two songs might be two of the greatest songs I've heard all year. Not even gonna lie. They're just, they're so packed. There's so, so much to talk about. They're so apt. They're educational. They're, they're the kind of things I would want to produce if I had the means to pull it off properly. So five on five. It's beautifully inspiring. 4.5 on five. Thought it was really cool. I enjoyed the beat more of this song. I had more of like an uppier, bouncier type pace, more of like kind of in your face aggressiveness a little bit to it. So it was nice. I enjoyed it. All right. Well, next up, we can discuss rest in peace right here, Aaliyah. So I learned a few things. I learned today that Aaliyah dressed like a tomboy, apparently. I didn't know that. Um, I learned Aaliyah did an ad for Tommy Hilfiger and helped sell thousands of copies of a particular set of jeans with her ad, which is pretty cool. Right? I mean, I don't know. Aaliyah is obviously the R&B singer who unfortunately passed away in a plane accident in, I believe, 2001. And I had no real connection to her at that time because R&B has never really been my favorite kind of music. But I did go to a high school full of people who loved R&B. And a lot of people were very impacted by her passing. So I do believe she is extremely significantly influential to a lot of people. And what I learned in the quote from Rhapsody about why this particular song was created. I mean, it's basically almost dedicated to Aaliyah. So it's not just named in her honor. Mm-hmm. Um, is that Aaliyah defied expectations on how she presented femininity and sexiness and whatnot. And kind of said there's a different way we can do this and and in a sense rhapsody who you know wants to be on more of that tomboy femininity vibe 
found that inspiring like wow that's an amazing way to present yourself and in a very almost energy and way she put herself forward it was really moving to her and uh, I thought that was really cool because it taught me whatever um, this song has such a crazy different vibe to it um, the instrumental is very R&B like I, I want to say Aaliyah E like like it almost feels like it well the whole I feel like the whole song uh, Rhapsody took time to just really pay homage to her and really dedicate everything to Aaliyah so but yeah down to I like the overall sound of it all too. that would make sense though yeah I'm not saying it disrespectfully mm -hmm. um, and then are you that somebody when Aaliyah was alive it was cool to be a tomboy Tommy boy fly Martin and Tommy boy a cold world we all trying to survive taking cold world where only drugs being supplied and I'm like what the fuck some genius dude broke down a lot of this and just to like point it out so Aaliyah made it cool to be a tomboy and then Tommy boy fly which is kind of like playing on tomboy and making it fly but she also had a Tommy Hilfiger thing mm -hmm. then apparently Martin uh, Lawrence and Tommy Strawn and Cole Brown all were in some show and there's some sitcom Martin I guess so it's referencing that and they're all trying to survive but it's then flipping it to a cold world like where the environment is where only drugs being supplied and i'm like that's some like serious depth where you really do have to like take the time to like kind of deconstruct it so i gotta give a big shout out to the genius annotator person hold on i'm clicking pdis thank you anyway um I don't know like it's just a powerful track like it's got this swagger and energy to it like only plan for some was the plan to stay alive is a loss a blessing only a few of my friends died i know another side of grace from the way always at the graveside bad boys was the only ones i liked most of my ex-boyfriends all got two strikes you know and she goes to bad boys again and i guess she's kind of describing you know again the people who are around her growing up and the fact that people do die in a little bit of that environment where she's coming from but I'm almost Go on. Where she's connecting, um, like using the graves. So, like the literal grave of death. Uh, friend, a few of her friends died, but when she goes, I know another side of graves. She connects it to like uh, her ex-boyfriends who may have been bad boys, and follows up with, uh, you know, ex-boyfriends all got two strikes. That's at least two lives. So that's the circling it back to the death. No, the that double that got at least two wives. That uh, and they both, both got, got kids, kids and they and both, both age five. five. So it's like, it's like she's also kind of relating cer certain lifestyles as being kind of like trapped in a grave, kind of already being in like, I yeah. guess, in a deathly matter because you have this type of life, like you 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 have these circumstances. And then so that was really cool. She follows that up with that kind of drama too live, like it's too much. I don't really want to associate that, but Aaliyah ain't alive. I wish we gave Aaliyah two lives, pointing out how some people can manage two shady, dark lives, we'll yeah. say. Like, it's kind of not the best if you got two families with the same age kid. I mean, I'm not judging you. I personally don't care. But it's maybe not the best from a morally ethical person if you had more of a moral compass than I do. Um, but then, then she points out how some people seem to have too many lives. 
it's almost like Aaliyah's life wasn't enough and instead she's somebody who should have had more lives which mm -hmm. I thought was like really kind of powerful and then she goes still singing Mary J. Bli uh, Mary Blige with the song Real Love as an ad-lib kind of pointing it out what I've come to realize real love from somebody ain't about to give her prize a little bit of a shout out to Mary too because she's also really, really dope and from that era well like when she follows up and goes I ain't about to argue with none of y'all today's a good vibe I'm but that's also because are you real back and forth with you guys which it rhymes with right before is an Aaliyah track I believe it's one of the first ones that came out nice uh, I treat myself let me get let me get a super size as my cup runneth over it's fill, it's fulfilling to me this is E.T. news I done went sci-fi that's I mean, pretty cool because E.T. is extraterrestrial yeah. and then it's also sci-fi but it's also that crappy E.T. tabloidy crap which is fun I, I like, I, and then she goes, I'm closer to God because sci-fi shit. I don't want sky high. Been alienated so much. I must be fly. Which all of these lines, like, holy crap, man. They all just connect. And then but been alienated, like people pushed her away. And we, we already saw that in the last one. Right. I'm like, wow, all of those lines connect back to like somehow my cup runneth over. And you're like, what the fuck? This woman is amazing. Yep. Yep. to be more than a woman now come with some tithes and i thought that was powerful too because she probably does have to pay such a heavy price to be the person she chooses to be and well when i, I am who i am i don't rock a disguise i like i like that like i like how she says that there's so much pride in when she said that in her voice like i am who i am and she's just owning it so that was great i know y'all might be going like they're going through every lyric but like come on Tell me this isn't fucking fresh and that amazing, guys, or ladies watching this. Because lately we've had more women coming in. It's been pretty cool. It literally, at one point, I'm pretty sure most of this is Bonnie's Iggy Azalea review. But at one point, it hit 75% men, 25% women, which is way more than 99.5% men, 0.5% women. Um, um, I like the <laughs> I'm just moving on. I like the interlude. Uh, are you that somebody? Are you that somebody? Yeah, are you that somebody that's going to keep it real with yourself? Woo! Keep it real, keep it real, keep it real with yourself. Which is why Chris should rock that fanny pack if he thinks it's dope. So the question is for y'all, I told Chris I was going to bring this up, is do you rock the fanny packs at today? Or are you like me and are not down for the fanny packs? Let us know in the comments. Um, but I like that. I like how she's, I like how she's forming this uh, positive message of... So what I'm hearing her say is be true to yourself right that's what she's literally saying but i like how she's forming it in a question uh to make you think to make you kind of like self-discover and really sit back listen to what she's saying in the verse and then kind of get hooked on this interlude and be like am i that person or am i gonna be that person who's just gonna you know be a sheep uh, you know am i just gonna follow along with what everyone else does i like I like how she's really using that that type of, I guess, writing technique or presentation. That was cool for me. Yeah, and then there's the whole second verse where I feel like she comes in more than a woman, real enough to rock the boat. I don't fit the status quo, blood in mind, Masio, really fine. I'm like the another kind of fine you should know. She's right though. She is absolutely legendary as a person. Like I don't know. There's not many people whose minds I find that fascinating when I hear the way they rhyme. Like, I would love the opportunity to have a conversation with Rhapsody. I think it would be so enlightening to hear what she thinks about, like, fucking... I, I listen to her talk about fucking sheets. Like, why 2000 linen cotton is better? Like, I'd fucking listen to her break that down because it would be fresh as fuck in the way she would do it. Um... I don't know. The rest of this track is just really good. Um... I think it's really... 
amazing to listen to i'm giving it a 4.5 because it's, it's a different vibe than the other two which can we just point out that we're three tracks three flows three vibes yep. oh shit she's going for that yep. and i think it's important that you are versatile all over on your album because well i don't have to maybe want to bump every one of your songs every day from the perspective of a listener when your album is an hour and three minutes versatility makes me want to listen for three times in a row and and i believe that she absolutely accomplishes this goal and then some and i mean it, and it usually by track three you know if an album is going to bring that versatility game or if they're going to be on that sound or a couple of sounds you know like we'll never forget culture too <laughs> anyway <laughs> may we never forget that boring ass review <laughs> 24 songs. 27 dude all right yeah it was like fucking long it was like an hour and 45 minute album I found this song uh, very flexy, uh, kind of like she's really um, kind of just like given uh, the ending felt a little bit flexy, not the whole song. I like how she's dedicating it to Aaliyah. I like how she's uh, really kind of showing that how how much passion she has from being inspired by Aaliyah. That was crazy. Um, but I. I don't know. I, I left it with a four just because, like, it was, like, overall, I don't think it's a song that stuck with me. I don't think that, like, when I walked away or when I kind of went to go do something quick, it's not like I was really, like, still stuck with it. I kind of moved on to something different. I don't know. I'll be honest. Thematically, I kind of get where she's coming from only because I feel like I, I personally fight fashion trends for middle-class America on a regular basis and I'm actively judged for not playing the part of what I'm supposed to be based on my aesthetic. So given that that's a core theme of the track of what her inspiration is, I connect at that level with it, but it is maybe a little more R&B than I would bump. Four out of five. It's better than a four, Chris. And let's talk about Oprah. The song has a lot of dollars references. It's very clear how Oprah is how the name came uh, to be. Who's the black billionaire lady? Oprah. Done. That's dollars. Oprah. I imagine as a black woman, she's the one that you would aspire to be if money is what you are chasing. I might be wrong, but as a dude, I want to be Oprah for her money, dude. I want to be Oprah for her power and influence. Oprah is fucking inspirational to the world. Okay. I grew up with Oprah. Like my mom watched her. Everybody's all the time. mom watched Oprah. And I'd sit there and just kind of watch well, it with her. I assume everybody's mom watched Oprah. I certainly came home from school and Oprah would be on many times, and I would watch Oprah, and it was a really. She's an amazing woman. Yep. I mean, I like her. You like get her. this. You get that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, so it, it like flows in, um, and I'm a master. Y'all should give me honorary masters. Rapper work the green, just like the masters. I would like to read this uh, genius annotation. Rapper work the green, just like the masters. Um, this is a potential quadruple entendre. This is from BMS4L. Green could refer to marijuana, but it's most likely a reference to money, but it's most likely both. Furthermore, China mentioned a green rap. Rhapsody likens this to the Masters, a golf tournament, uh, and one of the four major champions in the PGA. Of course, golf is played on the green, and the winner of this tournament gets the green jacket. And then I thought Masters, because I wanted to add to this, and so I literally did on Genius, and we'll see if anyone cares. Um, 
is a rapper who works degree and gets the money just like the masters sounds like somebody who owns the fucking masters of their music and therefore also screen off of that Fair. and i'm like oh shit is that like five things she's saying in motherfucking one line oh shit yo that's a line yep um the new slave talking like he got a master and I believe that is possibly one of the slap it to the faces Kanye has gotten this year. Just throwing it out there because, yo, I really like the track New Slave. But when you really look, maybe a little bit, okay, she, she might have a point when the way she puts it. Not that he is, but the way she worded it, talking like, as though maybe you should say different things so that people don't whatever. Mm -hmm. Screaming free thought, which follows kind of like mr Kanye has done right all the greatest legends behind bars they really talk and otherwise the real people with the real words get inc uh, incarcerated and taken Which out i like how she's kind of like that. what is she showing us when you i'm, I'm trying to say this dead air is bad so when you when you which, what i took away was when you really got something to say that could probably change society the rules the law or whatever that actually like could be good for humans or whatever you get fucked by the system but what's really cool about that screaming free thought line is it's both the follow-up to the kanye disc but right. also the precursor to the next idea but now that i'm hearing it again and again and the more that like we're kind of breaking it down i feel like she's kind of sneak dissing kanye more than just the uh i don't think she was being sneaky fair um kanye had a single calling call him like a slave. plant I feel like she's kind of calling I don't think she's calling him like a plant. I actually think she, from a point of empathy, is sincerely saying, yo, you're talking all this free thought crap, but it kind of sounds to me like what you're saying is dictated by Republican overlords. Hmm. Whereas, screaming free thought, she then goes on to describe what she really means by it. You know, everything I say, everything I really want. Yeah. Got it for the free thought if it wasn't what I really bought. You know, really just kind of elaborating. Then she well, kind of ends up rich. I like, uh, well, I like the pigeon pose. Only way we ever, ever come in toe to toe. My Ivory Coast copper blood got me dripping gold. Yeah, I got the juice. Woo. See, I'm dripping dull. I like that. I like the uh, the the idea of my Ivory Coast uh, copper blood got me dripping gold. Like, no matter what, she's always going to be. Uh, anyway, I was distracting Chris. Go on. Rich. I was trying to show him that I made an annotation. Oh. Anyway, because in the next verse, Drive don't appreciate the value of the resale. When a cop to Adi, got to go and get a detail. Drive don't appreciate the value of the resale. So typically, when you buy a car and you do anything to it, like yep. anything, it just yep. um, loses value. Whereas Rhapsody's drive, her ambition, the thing yep. that fuels and motivates her, does not decrease the value of Rhapsody. Well, I'm glad you skipped over the chorus, where it's just Rhapsody going dollars, 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 circulate, dollars, 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 I think dollars, the circulate, circulate makes it fascinating part because it changes it from every other dollars verse that you hear because it's well, more about the flow of money than it is about acquiring money. But that's money. just it. I like, I like how she's kind of being a boss about it and not just like, I'm getting money. It's like you have to, she knows that you have to spend money to make money and making that into but, a... I think it's also there's that much money out there and it's circulating and if you have the right means well, you'll acquire it kind of thing yeah that too um i like the way she starts the next verse where she goes give the homeless homies money so they eat well 
is how you know something i'm really like to point out is when people take care of their team and actually make that look cool because that to me is one of the realest shit you can do i kind of got um uh the oprah and 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 i'm pretty sure it's from the meme where she goes like you get this and everybody kind of gets everything how she gives out everybody in in, in her, her um in her in her audience she kind of like gives everybody treats and shit all the time I like how she, when 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 Rhapsody said, "Give the homeless homies money so they can eat well." Went and copped an Audi, got it, go and get it detailed. I liked how she's. I pictured her just like, "Yo, you need money. I got you. I got you. I got you." Still with that unison community, like she's not just eating for herself. She's eating for everybody. And if she re, if she finds out, like, "Yo, if you ain't got shit, I'm gonna help you out." And it's like money doesn't. So I think another cool point is why the hook is the way it is, is when she goes, this from my young heads, my real ones, my old blast, this mm-hmm. from my nasty, asking where the hoes at, this gonna be the break, we stop and make them do the soul clap. That's nice. And I'm like, man, she's just like adding everything she needs to to attract whoever she needs to to hear what she gotta make them say, but also appreciating all the different hustles and different people out there with what they're doing, like... You don't feel judgment from Rhapsody. You feel like the sincere inclusivity of like everybody and who they are, and, how, and almost an appreciation of everybody's hustle. I want to talk about Likely Forty Seven. Apparently, she always wears a mask, and that's cool. Well, um, I, I, I like her little part where they didn't come on to borrow a dollar, invite me over to eat with your mama. I like the checks with commas and commas and commas because it's like, yo, when you're in that perspective where. You don't have as much, we'll say. Uh, you know, this is what happens. You borrow money, you share around that. You know, I'm gonna come eat over here. You know, I need some food, but at the end of the day, that creates the desire and the drive to want the checks with commas and commas and commas. I thought that was pretty cool. I like when she says in her verse, and now her verse was pretty good. I'm really, I was she's really tight. She's really tight. Super tight. But I like when she said, "Hustlers, don't, don't you hear my stomach growling? Bitch, I'm about it. I'm hungry, so I need them tender greens." Uh, spilling off my plate cash on delivery bitch i was i raised the stakes uh you would hate what i fucking make just pop out and you don't even and i don't even show my face and she doesn't wear, show her face literally i didn't know that but i was kind of blown away at the fact that like this is the first time i've ever heard you and you were literally living up to that bar i mean like honestly it's like well that's a cool gimmick but even still like in general you just feel the tenacity of the skilled ladies coming in and just chasing it and doing the game proper, you know? Absolutely. Don't claim it gang ho. If you not if you know you're not with it, marijuana sin and windows tin and keep it low because you know these can't wait to print it. And I'm like, that's fascinating how like she lives a whole life on the low, keeps it discreet. People are just waiting to kinda of snitch out on your life. But basically she's out there doing the thing. And then she drops that bridge again, the chorus comes in, and then Raina Biddy's back. <laughs> so of course we're getting more of her on this outro. They said we wouldn't have shit. When it last if it was up to white Jesus, start to believe it, started birthing it and bleeding it. Oh, the lies y'all sold us. The poor love of ours, this gospel we seen, this little shine of mine. I'm gonna let it eat me up. I'm gonna let it kill me. And so it's almost like everything is kind of holding you back and destroying you from within is kind of what i'm taking from that gonna let it fuck me up till i'm leaning till i'm feeling till i'm feeling better wow i kind of feel better now because i got it now for me for him for her for my grandma who had to pick cotton and my granddaddy who got lashed at then laughed at you turn your back on who you turn uh who you took your turn on from massa uh anyway i don't know if i'm allowed to say that massa it's one of those words where it's like every time i say it i'm like that's weird but i'm quoting somebody but anyway that's right i have that weird ass fucking white guy conversation where you question if you're allowed to say shit all the time because you don't know no more 
Fair enough. And I'd rather be respectful and not piss people <laughs> off than, like, fucking do it, but whatever. And you just hear this, like, internalized rage of generational, like, keeping people down as she's kind of like, I'm fucking mad. Mm-hmm. I'm glad I'm pissing you off and making you feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I do not feel fucking inspired. I'm in that inspired part. But the fact is, she's kind of like, little me, I did all this. You know, like, it's fucking fantastic to me. Just, uh... The way that they all kind of came from this place where they have accomplished and are gaining wealth and whatnot. And I like the fact that this, like, on a soft voice comes at you with this violent anger Mm -hmm. over generational crap that has kept people down. And I really, really admire this song again. Um, The poem is definitely my favorite part of this track. At the end, I thought it was ridiculously powerful to listen to. And overall, it's another 4.5 on 5 for me. Uh, I give it a 4.2. I do enjoy the poem at the end. I did really like it, but I felt like, I don't know, this was just, this kind of just felt like a lot of just a flexi song. It it was lyrical. It did hold up to the rest of the project, of course. But I don't know, the the whole dollar, dollar, dollars and just that being repeated a lot just kind of made it sound like a, and I'm not saying generic, but it did just to me feel like it was just a kind of a, a rich flexi song. Right. That's like that's, the only thing I have that might But that's like, like almost missing the point, in my opinion. Because the point is, they done their shit and money is, is there. And it's not a, a f- like, I mean, they're kind of flexing in the sense that they, like, I don't even see how the second girl's flexing. She's just saying she's hungry for it. And yes, to a degree, except for that, like, a couple of lines, like, I now make money. But mostly it's a song about hunger for money, which I don't know, I find super relatable. I feel like it captures an emotion super well and, and paints a reality that is out there. Like I do I'm not I'm not disputing that. I it's just, just not a generic money song. That's all I'm trying to say. You know who else would agree with me? Whoopi. Whoopi. Whoopi would agree with me and she whoop your ass. This song is fucking witty. And it's got this weird beat that samples Herbie Hancock. Um, basically how she got to, um, the name Whoopi is in the hook. They're going to make a sister act up. Whoopi Goldberg is in sister act, which is a banging movie series. If you haven't seen it, you should. My mom loved Whoopi Goldberg. So we saw every Whoopi Goldberg movie you could possibly see when I was growing up. Either way. Um, so that's how I got to Whoopi because Whoopi speaks her mind. That's how she got on that show. That's yep. why she's on that show. And she speaks her mind a lot about anything. And basically, voice. yeah, that's what Rhapsody is kind of doing with her career is saying, I'm going to go be like Whoopi and kind of like, you know, say what I got to say, regardless right. of the situation. And I know because it says get it back it could be kind of generic and, and stuff Here we go. i don't wanna I, I, no man it's fucking dope man she's kind of pulling it out like look you guys come at me like i can't do it so fuck you i'm gonna come do your game better and i think that's the point that you're missing is a little bit she's doing their game better and to do that means you kind of have to sometimes do a little bit of their game and then i see that kind of do it better because they're making a sister act up and she's calling the girls for backup as they count the money up yeah 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 
No, it's really fucking fun, man. Um, lyrically, it's, it's, it's just bars in that regard. Like, blow the whole car up. I ain't even guessing. I'm going to go worldwide. I'm going to go NASA. Yet Armstrong, right? Because in NASA and Armstrong, you can get it if you ask and They're going to make me tap into my ratchet. I'm going to go left at when I get the matches. I'm going to hit the blunt. I ain't even going to pass it. That's my favorite lyric on this album. That is the most real shit anybody has ever written, in my opinion, because nobody ever really wants to pass it. If you're really going in hard, you, you do. You don't always want to pass it. That's some boss shit where you hit the blunt and you get to keep the blunt. I'm like, of all the lyrics you said, that was the bossest thing I heard. No? Maybe I'm wrong. Anyway, I really liked it a lot. Um, and then uh, I kind of like when she goes, go off like Cardi. They don't talk about my baby. I ain't no blood, but I might go brazy yeah. because if you're a blood, you don't say to see. And you, when, uh, you know, you kind of drop it with the B word and whatever. Chicks don't phase me just like, yeah, say I ain't feeling you like I am feeling new Kanye. Wish you would like I want new Andre back on the block screaming Andale, Andale. I'm like, this is fucking fire. And again, she doesn't like Kanye. Making sure two songs in a row to take shots at Kanye. And then, I don't know, second verse comes in and she just fucking flows, in my opinion, and just k- kills it. This is the track where she says she's a rapper's rapper, by the way. And I don't know, I like when she goes power tripping, but a type of laces, boy. I ain't talking 50 cents or the homie K dot. I'm cracking up. Is this all you got? Is this all you got? This all you got? And I'm like, that's fucking fresh, man. I like when she said, uh, light it up like a backwood, make me call the whole hood gold, gold grill, like I'm Dracula, still in all black. I'm a rapper's rapper. I feel like. Uh, Earl Atcher, bang on the block, better shoot like KD if you ever take a shot. Like, just the way she jumps around and just listening to it is crazy. Playing Big Goliath when my team got the rock, been groomed for the throne, I ain't had to tie a knot, don't don't back it up, y'all talk a lot. Like, I like how she's calling out people, like, y'all can't back up your shit that you're talking. Y'all want to just make comments and opinions and stuff, but you can never, you know actually have the facts to say to 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 prove it or you know we out here we the biggest rappers we the biggest ballers on the block but you are leasing all your cars or you're renting or this or fake jewelry or whatnot so it's like i like how she's really kind of throwing that in there um i like how she goes i spot fear like polka dot that was just that was cool for me i like that line yeah you just Um, spot polka dots pretty easily so it's kind of like fear pops out like polka dots on a dress or a incy bitsy teeny weeny yellow polka dot bikini but i like when she said uh you about to hear my big mouth don't make me get the trap house got me laughing laughing out loud laughing laughing out loud now and i think it's funny that at the end of the day her biggest insult is that at the end of the day you're just a joke to her because and that's what i thought what i found really cool is that i never thought rhapsody would be one to be connected to the trap house like that i don't really think in the sense that she's trying to advocate the trap house. no i'm not saying she is i I'm think saying she's that, saying that the streets have her back but that's what i'm saying is that she, why would you not think that this woman has the streets behind her i no 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 what i'm saying is is that Can i hear how fresh your skill is i did not think that the trap house like my idea of what trap house is i didn't think she was really fucking with that but, but like to she's know, not implying she's fucking with that but to know say. that she is like she does get that respect that she could possibly like call them up and have them as backup was cool was that and you didn't get that from the track called power on the last album and all the other things she was saying about the same subject on the last anyway you didn't get that vibe from her. Power reference was just you didn't get that vibe that she was a boss ass woman boss ass woman what do you no, think no, that really connected. what does that mean listen 
Yeah. Listen. Just be a boss ass person and not have to be connected to like. Just the definition of being a boss is you're connected to things. Not to. Never mind. Whatever. I mean, if you. I don't know, like, what. She, I mean, I think you just, like, tripped out that she said trap house. And you're like, hey, she's a trap house. I mean, I did, but it was cool. To, for me, it was just cool like, to see. In the like, context of how she laid it, it's just, like, not as astounding, I guess, in the way that I think you took it. Probably. I'm saying, I guess it's a cool way of saying, look, if you want to fuck with me with your fake connections in a trap, I will make a few calls and show you what the real thing is. Which. She's connected to Ninth Wonder and has got all sorts of people on her last album. Like, all these people that are connected to her. I'm just like, okay. You see what I'm saying? Fair enough. Anyway, I gave this a 4.5 on 5 because I thought it was pretty, like, awesome. I give it a 4.2. The next one is named after a tennis player named Serena Williams. This is another, like, powerful song. But what do you think, Chris? I like it. I like the uh, I like the flow of it. I like the 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 beat. It has like this kind of sounds a little bit more modern, trappy, a little bit dark, a little I'll bit. I'll give it to you. This has a um, good triplet flow. So that was super cool. Um, and I and yeah, just the way she executes the flow on this was more uh, again like triplety, trappy. It was it was nice. Um, I just I like I like a lot of things that she says. Um, so something that she says in like the first verse. That's a Wonder Woman superhero was black uh, was black man that never saved y'all Neo. No, that's a Wonder Woman. Super that's a Wonder Woman superhero was a black man that saved y'all Neo. We gon' save them all Nate Turner. Not Turner or Tubman. For the hate you give still thugging that Shakur's life, Giovanni wrote it, Nikki that's a real poet. I think I, I forgot to quote um anyway. part. But I, I liked I liked how she's kinda bringing up certain references that are really showing like where um black people really like took that stand and and really were like leaders and really made the difference uh the one that i know is the um morpheus line from neo from the matrix so well it was a black man who saved y'all neo neo from the matrix so that's the one that i knew and that's what i kind of took um I mean, I'm pretty sure Nat Turner and Harriet Tubman are both significant people in the civil rights movement. And then referencing uh, thugging, which is a reference yes. to Tupac's tattoo, Thug Life, which apparently stands for the hate you give little infants fucks everybody. Um, so she's kind of like saying, like, in the spirit of these people, we're going to keep it moving and be the nice surround of heroes, you know? I did find that this song does have a very motivational push to it. Uh, I heard, I felt myself wanting to get, like, working on certain things. It kind of just felt like it made me want to get up and do some shit. Uh, so that was cool. I really did enjoy that. Apparently, um, um, she named the song Serena because after having the Uncle Luke kind of feel in the sample, that don't stop, that's, that's Uncle Luke right there, um, she felt that... It kind of made her think of Serena in the Beyonce video. Um, the, I think it's So Sorry or I'm Sorry or whatever. The Becky with the hair video. Where Serena walks out all like sexy-like, looking powerful and shit. And in a sense, she's inspired by, I guess, the tenacity of Serena Williams to be 
a hero to stand up and be proud of who she is in spite of all of again the opposition that she has faced in her life and she has certainly faced much criticism for very stupid things over the course of her career um so i thought that was really cool and i like the way that she just has lines like black troy euphoria we want to smile like gloria that's hove mama word to my mama just true because jay-z taught us all about that on the song smile i believe when he was talking about his mom and whatnot um i did like the line uh can't stop yeah i got a long green got long green that's a long light that's a sunbeam that's a bright path in a dark world that's a good fight for a dark girl on a surfboard in a rocky river y'all poolside we still deliver that was really cool i really like how she's like just get that that is kind of just giving you that essence of like don't give up like just even why what she's saying like you can you can always find that light in the dark world and especially re-emphasizing it with being like a, a dark girl and having to deal with a lot of struggles that they go through it's it's a lot of that empowering feeling and it it kind of empowered me to want to get my shit straight and like kind of go and, and really work at it that's that's what i liked about this is something i really did like about that about this song uh, she ends the first verse with if i am squeezed that's r.i.p please kill the noise if it's god given it can't be destroyed and it's what i was saying like she delivers on what she's gonna do but also to the end where like you're gonna have people who probably criticize and get in your way but at the end of the day what's god given your talents who you are is something that can't be taken away you know and then i like the, the the hook i've been working a long time gotta get a gold mine make it go around so it's just like i've grinded forever now that the money's coming in pass it around it's about the team the squad the community like you had touched on earlier i feel like the second voice kind of like flows on through um lyrically i did not get the same level of like oh my god every line's blowing my mind type thing but in general the energy of the track came through with that motivational grind for what's yours get out there and make it like success hella gratify for the real ones that's a million uh, that's for real ones what's a million if my folks all still dying and that's an interesting line too because like getting success for yourself but still not having better life for your families and friends and the people like if you know your home is still kind of fucked like is that really is that really enough and i like that she manages to kind of bring it like that i also like the quote that she saw on google a smooth sea never made a skilled sailor because i think another real underlying point of his song is that you will face adversary as you pursue your dreams and whatnot and that's a good thing because it will forge you into a super powerful sword of doom or winning i don't know it's like you can't get good if it's not hard and that is the absolute truth of how the world works e easy does not give you the fortitude to compete with motherfuckers playing their top end game I thought this was an incredible track. I felt like it was a step up from the last couple we've been listening to. And I give this a 4.75 on 5 for just how incredible it really is. Nice. Um, I gave it a 4.2. I liked it. Um, it. It's very consistent with what we're getting. And the rapping is crazy. Uh, but it, it just seemed, this, this one just seemed a little bit more hype to me than anything. 
but it's almost the point. Like, I, it, and I agree. It's, I it's agree. meant to hype you up, but filling it with like a substance where it's not just like, like you know what? So many songs that are meant to hype you up have the most vapid ass crap ever. Like it's just fluffy acts nonsense where like the actual messaging doesn't hype your life up. Mm. Whereas I really appreciate it that she creates this hype ass track where like the messaging is something that will make your life better almost. So that to me was an extra dope part of what that track was. Anyway, do you know who the next lady that is being is discussed Tyra is? Banks. Tyra is the next one, Miss Banks. She did America's Top Model or whatever that show was. Not my favorite show. I if I had to like take a guess about this one. Um, it has to do with beauty and confidence within yourself, right? It almost feels like she woke up, looked in the mirror, felt fine as fuck and wrote this song. I'm not even gonna lie. That's the, the vibe I'm getting from it, which is really cool because sometimes you wake up and you look in the mirror and you're like, yo, I look extra fine as fuck today. Well, I like how she's I like how she's embracing uh, that fact of like feeling herself and feeling good and how she's really giving off this presence of like, it's okay to do this like it's okay to wake up Which and just be natural and be like yeah, kind of what tyra is about and tyra does have that open-minded beauty it comes in all shapes and sizes type stuff to her mm-hmm. she's really encouraging to women i mean even though she had a reality show that's fine she's honestly like a really awesome person for all of the things that i've heard about her outside of what i've seen on tv and I just like the damn I'm stunning, sweet like honey, walk through looking like something, and she fine to the bone. Like it's just got this like, you know what, Fair fuck. Like if I was gonna go on a date and I wanted to feel a little bit better, I don't care how it sounds. I put this on. This would be on my like, yeah, just like walk around with a little more shoulders, feeling a little more popping, cause it's got that energy to it. I feel you. I feel just you. Just picks you up, and then it fine to the grizzle boy. I can make a blind man with something. I'm like. Damn, that's confidence, eh? But just the way she says it makes you like, damn, perhaps is a little hotter, no? Mm-hmm. Well, she's a little fine. Look at that voice, the confidence. Girl, you got power, ambition. I feel that. All of it, man. And I that's... too much love for you to ever have an issue. Dripping so hard, think I baptize with, I don't know what that Episco- word is. Episcopals, which is, I think, a biblical reference. I walk the runway and I run away from the pistols. I like that. That that line is why I quoted it because uh, I walk the runway and I run away from pistols. I like how she's promoting positivity, trying to be like more businessy, more like in, involved in. Well, I think it's like the fashion runway, but then in well, that's what I'm but in life, running from pistols kind of. That's adds what I'm like saying. A- like I feel like she's kind of explaining like you should be more interested in like these type of ventures and not really around this I don't think it's about what you should be I think it's about her past experience or her life like I walked the runway like my life's like a fashion model but simultaneously I run away from pistols because it's dangerous working on my unity and no need to diss you in light of that I want to not spread harm I want to spread peace you know I might be wrong Chris might be right people Sometimes that happens. It's true. Just but yet, uh, just yet, but send a threat, not on the bomb and the missile. Black yep. woman on your arm with more than the arms full of crystals. Ooh. Say the truth, hurt. Gotta keep a bomb full of tissues. Miseducation visuals, which is a cool Lauren Hill line there. It ain't a thing to be invisible. And I just like in general, it feels powerful. It feels like you should feel like being a black woman makes you a powerful entity, a desirable thing people should want. And it's true. I mean, 
uh, yeah, I don't know. That was the pretty much all I had in the first verse. Then the chorus kicks back in. The second verse, I really enjoyed my president still full for take note Beyonce solos because just the way she said fo fo made it kind of sound like a gun or whatever. Mm-hmm. But she's talking about Obama, who's 44. Um, and but you know, take note Beyonce solos, just like pay attention to when she moves, I guess, her power. Hold those till we moguls, till every voice for the uh, for the po folk, more black owned hair stores, revolutionary Castro. So it's almost like, yo, we're gonna work in, in a way where we send a distribution of wealth back to build up everybody and do it in a proper community driven way. And I think it's pretty fucking dope. Mm-hmm. Said I'd never make it, park uh, the Audi in the garage, model of success, don't change be who you are uh don't matter who i'm addressing it's cut from the same cloth i'm here for a different cause we seldom receive applause and i'm like damn man she's basically saying keep it real for real reals and don't worry about the accolades and shit right she we in this game for our goals and we achieving what we're trying to do and it's almost like saying there's more to life than chasing straight sales numbers there's other ways to like make it work anyway i thought it was pretty cool um I, I liked the song. I thought it was this one a little bit more on the flossy side, but like it just felt made me feel like a strong, beautiful person that could take on the whole world. It has such a swagger, swagger to it, and like it literally immediately flows into the next song the way it ends. Man, I get this another 4.75. Like as far as how this song made me feel, I felt great. Nice. I really did like it. I like the I like uh, when she said uh, skin uh, skin dipped in cocoa black designer logo. My president still full full take note Beyonce solos uh, because I like how she's really kind of like just feeling herself like she's taking that moment to to really just kind of feel good about herself. But when I was listening to it, the way she presents it makes and and makes you feel good about yourself makes you feel like you're in that position saying what she's saying and really kind of connecting with it i feel like she has a good way of being able to connect to her to audiences maybe if somebody maybe if you're somebody who's been listening to rhapsody or even new people coming to check the project uh i know for myself like i said i don't really follow a lot what she does i know who she is i reviewed the last album but as like just going again with kind of like a fresh ear it's like damn i really i'm connecting to you right now like i really feel like you know what i am fucking good i am putting in or at least gonna do what i need to do to, to succeed and really keep keep moving forward and really like you know fuck haters fuck negativity so that was really cool i, I did give the song a 4.5 on 5 i thought it was fun one more cool part about this track is it samples the gate by bjork off of bjork's last album utopia which we also reviewed and Honestly, based on subscribers gained, Bjork's Utopia has gained us the third most subscribers on any given video. So Bjork's pretty cool in my books. I've been reviewing all of her albums and she just fucks with music in such a way. So just the fact that Rhapsody listens to Bjork or that somebody involved in her crew listens to Bjork was really cool to me. And yes, it's pronounced Bjork. Um, Not Bjork? Yes, I got schooled and got told how to go learn how to pronounce it if I wanted to review all her music. And I said, fair point. And it's basically like jerk, but Bjork. Anyway, I gave this song. Yeah, I think we already did that part. Um, We're going to cut this now for part one because there's still nine tracks left. Yes, there's more than half the album. Yes, but chances are it's going to end up being less time than this whole first part one. Just being real. A lot of the songs on the second half are shorter and maybe not as much new stuff to talk about as we go through it. So we'll cut here. Um, We do that because it's already a long ass video. And well, 
you won't click if it's three hours that's what we've learned so thank you all for watching let us know in the comments what's up how you felt about it what you thought about this project so far keeping in mind we got part two so since part two will be coming soon feel free to subscribe to the channel for more reviews hit that like button if you did like it um special thanks to the patrons ismail Gadamsey, chris prado jonathan barnes dj black hurricane linda williams and uh coney sparks they all dope to help us get a camera they're gonna be paying for the website soon once we get around on that and if you want to support us and help us on our quest to support montreal's local scene and shit you can uh, help us like through the patreon uh we also make music so again we're trying to learn about the culture so that we're not stupid about how we pursue this hip-hop thing and yeah let us know what you think about everything and uh, we're gonna go we're gonna go get ready for part two so thank y'all for watching homies <laughs>